celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. It is toll-free to our dream team here at Animal Radio. Answering your questions, well, your vet questions, Dr. Debbie, back from vacation, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer and dog father extraordinaire Joey Volani, as well as animal communicator Joey Turner, all here for you today. Hope you're having a great weekend. Grab your pets. Bring them around the radio. Uh, Stacy has her pets today in the studio. What's going on? There's a Northeast Kansas animal rescue group, and they have to use frozen euthanized mice to uh, feed some of these animals that they rescue. Sure. But there's a problem. Hmm? The cost of euthanized mice, it has doubled in price. Wow. Guess how much uh, one frozen mouse is? I have no clue. Well, I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to wait for my story. <laughs> That's the tease. Find out how much frozen mice are today. Coming up on Animal Radio News. I'd hate to have that job. Be that veterinarian has to euthanize all those mice. Hey, Alan. How you doing? I'm feeling fine. Hey, Cable, where you been? You know, Joey, I missed you last week, but I swear to God, I miss you. I miss you, buddy. I, I wish I lived close to you so I could come over and bug you. No, I need. I, you know what? I needed someone to hang out with. I need to be able to bug people. I need. I need to. I need to live near everybody on this show. Coming into the studio with us and bugging us every Saturday is not enough for you. No, no you know we can have say... the whole the drinking, bonding, eating, hanging out. You know, it's we can't do that here. Check this out. There's, I'm, 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 check this out. There's a guy. His name is Shata, and I know I'm butchering this, but Ishiwatiri. And now he created something called the Taily. And what it is, it's a belt with a tail on it, okay, that you go out, and it's, it's connected to your heart waves. And as you get excited, it wags faster, okay? <laughs> what, 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 wait, wait. Yeah, I'm, 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 human I'm reading tail? this right now. Oh, my God. It's the tail. You know, I would rather strap this on the person I'm trying to hit on to see if it's working, because if <laughs> The tail, the tail ain't a wagon. I'm moving on. Yeah, put this That's on, awesome. and let me talk to you for a half hour. Oh my! That's awesome. Gosh. That's a clever idea. I think. What a great, you know, what a great party to have, where everybody has to wear those things Tails. at a party. Yeah. <laughs> he also he also designed cat ears that are controlled by your brain waves that you um put on like a hat. Wow. Wouldn't that be great for speed dating? <laughs> yes. You know what? That's what we're going to do. Forget about this radio stuff. Let's open up a dating service. you got to put the tail on. Put one guy or, or one woman in a room for the opposite sex to put the tail on him. The tail is wagging the fastest you know you're in. Yeah, put the ears on, too, because if the ears go down flat, get the hell out of there. There you she go. Use that on the, she used that on The Bachelor. Yeah. All right. Listen, I just, uh, I, 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 I am, um, how, do you, how do you call that? Were you, were you, were you claiming? I'm claiming this. Um, yeah, I'm trademarking Trademark. this idea right now over, over the airwaves. Okay, you trademark it. I'll patent it. How does that go. sound? Yeah, you're right. Listen, don't be jumping in here, um, Abrams. You know, taking over. I'm just a facilitator. He would be nothing you're without right, his though. doping. You corrected. You corrected what I was thinking. Yes, I'm sorry. I wouldn't have. He wouldn't have any ideas if he wasn't doping all the time. Yeah. It just e- really evens the, the playing field. Just levels the playing field with you guys. I would love to know what Ladybug's thinking about this conversation here. You know, these people are out of their minds. Well, that's joy. She's just rolling her eyes like I just don't even believe where these humans go about stuff. She's trying to hide her ears so she doesn't have to listen. <laughs> She's like, oy vey. You know what, Joey? It'd be great if we could get cops to wear those tails. Cops? Well, because, you know, they're so serious all the time. They need a little humor. They need to lighten up a little so they pull you over. You can tell if you can talk your way out of a ticket whether their tail's wagging or not. <laughs> or not say anything. I better just keep my mouth shut. That tail's between his legs. 
Oh, that's not his tail. Yeah, Joey, that was funny. You know what would be interesting? To see if a man's brain, to put that tail on a man, but connect the tail to the television so that it was a remote control, and see if the man's brain could learn to change channels with the tail. This would be an experiment worth having. That's not a bad idea. For those of you just tuning in, Joey has informed us that there's a new item out, which is a tail that connects to a, a human guy and t- to their heartbeat. It, it says, yeah, the tail went to the, their heartbeat. And um, the, as they got excited, their heart rate, if their heart rate would raise, the tail would wag faster. So, ladies, imagine your husband right now wearing one of these tails around. Yeah. Parade him out and, and around with the tail on. And then, you know, every time his tail is wagging, you wag. Was giving you a, a smack, you know. So, <laughs> or you could take him to the with the tail on the Vicky Secrets and try on different outfits. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Judy, screening your calls right now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I guess I shouldn't say screening. You really don't screen anybody out. You you let everyone through. Right? Well, there's been a couple that I've Have had you? to. Yeah, some, she, were, she pants for gold. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Some of them I had to let go when they when they wanted to have sex. Wanted to know if it was okay to have sex with their own dog. I kind of hit. That's a good way to start the show, know, ladies and gentlemen. There, so, so not everybody around. gets through. This is live. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> We are uh, happy to have Dr. Debbie back this weekend. Uh, Doc Halligan, of course, filled in last week. It was fine, but there seemed to be a little bit of sexual tension between Joey and Doc, even if Joey won't admit it. I can't leave and leave these guys alone. My goodness. No, you can't. How was your vacation? It, she was good. It was good. Um, happy to be back. <laughs> it's always a good thing, right? Yes. Are you ready to answer calls? I sure am. Let's get to it. Okay. Alan Cable's here, dog trainer extraordinaire, as well as dog father Joey Villani and animal communicator Joy Turner for you. And Stacey Cohn, what's going on over there? You know, many people can't seem to get a good night's sleep, and they've already got stress. They drink too much caffeine or their spouse snores. But researchers at Mayo Clinic Center for Sleep Medicine are finding there's another surprising reason behind those tired eyes. And they've got four legs, dogs and cats. I've got some answers to help you fall asleep coming up on Animal Radio News. I completely understand that. My dog snores so loud and keeps me up at night. Yeah, you're blaming him. (laughs) I know what a monkey does to fall asleep. Well, it was a story that uh, Stacy was just talking about, this monkey who's addicted to porn. Oh. You know, Debbie, can I just say, I have so much respect for my mother-in-law. They've got a Frenchie that lives in their house, and, and the dog had this terrible cough, and they went to two vets. And neither one could diagnose that it was kennel cough. They actually diagnosed it themselves on the Internet, and that's exactly what it was. These two vets were clueless, didn't know what it was. Well, that's so there's weird. just a, Well, there's just a, a whole lot of mediocre veterinarians and, and mechanics and doctors, and then there's folks like you who know their stuff, and it's, you know, you got to be lucky to stumble upon a Dr. Debbie is all. I got to tell you, we are very, very lucky to have Dr. Debbie answering everybody's questions. She's also our vet, and that's why we trust her implicitly with your animals. Because it is hard to find a really good veterinarian. In fact, we had to kick a couple to the curb. And you're roughing up vets. You know, I now roughing them up. <laughs> I have to talk to you. Well, I have high expectations, you know. If they want me to just drop off the animal and pick them up in the evening, uh, I have a problem that with doesn't that. Work that doesn't work. Or if they don't want to interview with me. Because I think you need mm-hmm. to interview a vet before. Yeah, I think you, you should them. have a pre-interview before you even bring your animals in. 
Well, they should want to talk to you. That. I mean, yeah. you know, if they're not if they're not going to want to talk to you and, and like a person face to face, I mean, why would you want to bring your pet or anything there? Even a mechanic should do that. You mm. know, yep. answer your questions and talk to you. Mm. Hey, Myron, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing today? Doing okay. Do you have an okay vet? Uh, do I have an okay vet? Yeah. Uh, I think my wife takes my cats. I'm a truck driver, and I'm not really home, so she takes the cats different places. So you've never really met the vet? No, I haven't. Mm. Don't have time, unfortunately. Well, let me introduce you to Dr. Debbie over here. She's probably the best vet in the country, and hopefully she can help oh, you with whatever's you. going on with you. Oh, okay, hi, Myron. Cool. Hello. How you doing? Very good. Uh, I have a cat. Well, that's my mother's cat, and she, she's about 10 to 12 years old. And on uh, Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday, she went into the closet and wouldn't come out. She wouldn't eat. She didn't even use the restroom in the closet. And she was uh, hissing and scratching she, like she didn't want them to bother her. Okay. And I was wondering what was going on with her. Yeah, okay. Now, um, is she the only kitty in your mom's house? Yes, yes. The only, the only pet I should even ask about that. Yeah, yeah, she's only okay. pet, and she and she don't even go outside. She hasn't been outside in a couple of years because she doesn't even like going outside. Okay, and then is there anything going on in your mom's house? Have been moving, new people, visitors, anything different going on? No, no. My mother doesn't usually have visitors except for family. Okay. All righty. Well, when a cat does this kind of unexpectedly, and we, we do a lot of sleuth work first, that's my first step, is I like to really look at the things that we don't think might be upsetting or a problem. So I've had cats freak out when a new sofa chair was moved into a room. It's Certain things can freak them out. So we really have to look at that, make sure there's nothing that we can identify in change in the environment, change in people, animals, or routines in the house. All of this is very important, making sure even the litter um, location substrates haven't changed um if something has freaked her out made her fearful just she may be retreating and completely hiding um but the thing that concerns me is it doesn't sound like we got a lot of different changes going in and it sounds like your mom's home is pretty stable there um so the first thing that i worry is that there could be something medically going on whether it's something painful or especially if she stopped eating so yes stop eating right yeah yeah so that definitely is that raises some real red flags that we could have a medical problem and and as much as we might want her to tell us when something's a problem some cats they, they do this and it just makes it harder to help them and to know how to approach that so we have to be cautious and safe because if she's hissing and growling and not wanting you near you know certainly we want you to be safe in approaching her um, but um, there are some things you can try to kind of lure her and to, to get closer to her hopefully so we can confine her container look at her or even just getting her to carry or to have your vet take care of things and do a good thorough exam um, so for me, if it's a closet, you know, we could definitely keep that area quiet, contained. Um, there are feel-away type products, which are pheromones, which are natural scent hormones that can have a calming effect. That could be something we can spray in the room to kind of help kind of simmer her down, hopefully kind of take the edge off a little bit. Um, for cats, we use food as a reward. So if she's not eating, we can't really do a whole lot in that realm. But things like tuna fish, um, some really stinky canned cat foods, if you heat those in the microwave, those can be very appetizing. So that might be a way to kind of gain...
trust, um, to have her allow the approach of either you or, you know, your mother to, to kind of investigate things further. But we're really going to have to get her, I think, to a vet, um, to make sure that we can identify if there's something wrong medically. Um, and, you know, it, it has to be within your comfort zone, but I've had folks where, you know, they take a, a large blanket, um, kind of toss that over kitty and then safely kind of scooch them into a, a box, a cat carrier, something so that we can, um, move that exam, you know, to another site where, you know, we have professionals that can get a good look at her. Um, but, but I, I share your concern. It definitely sounds like something we need to get her checked out pretty soon. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. Okay, good luck, and let us know how that goes. The other thing is occasionally if your mom is, has had your kitty into the vet recently, um, if there's something in her history that has proven a problem in the past, then they may direct you with some other types of things. So for some kitties, I might even prescribe a tranquilizer if it seems appropriate to their previous health. Um, so that might be another thing to try. Okay, yeah, because she's been a very nice, quiet cat, and it's all of a sudden it's just out of the ordinary, it just popped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I was definitely. just kind of unusual. Yeah, yeah. So, oh gosh, well, okay. I hope everything's okay with this baby. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your okay. call. I appreciate it, Myron. And of course, uh, we have the uh, go to your vet jingle singers, please. Go to your vet. Hey, a little more pet, please. Go to your vet. Yeah, I like that. And go that is, that is, to your vet. That is awesome. Aren't they great? I love. You know, we, we should. You should have one for everything. You know. Go to the express line. <laughs> play ball with your kid. <laughs> Take a load off your feet. There should be jingles for everybody for everything. <laughs> Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. We've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Stop pain now. Pain keeps you from enjoying life, or worse, keeps you up at night. Stop pain now with Real-Time Pain Relief, the great-smelling topical pain relief cream you can try absolutely free. That's right. Go to PainFreeOffer.com and get a free sample with free shipping right now. No credit card needed at PainFreeOffer.com. We're so sure it'll work, even if everything else you've tried hasn't. You get a free sample with free shipping, absolutely no cost to you, at PainFreeOffer.com. PainFreeOffer.com. 
And my name is Ray Harland. I've been using real-time pain relief now for about nine months. Uh, real-time pain relief has been a godsend because this is the only topical that actually touches my pain and reduces it. This is a truly no-risk offer that can stop your pain. Go to painfreeoffer.com and get a free sample of real-time pain relief cream with free shipping. You won't be asked for a credit card. Go to painfreeoffer.com now. Click today and be pain-free. Painfreeoffer.com. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precincts and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. Let's take a call for Alan Cable, 1-866-405-8405. It's toll free for you, my friend. And we're talking to Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? Where are you calling from? Uh, right now I'm in Wichita, Kansas. I'm a truck driver out of Arkansas. Mm, do you travel with your dog? I do, all the time, and I have for over 30 years. Oh, good. Good. Um, What's going- I have a Siberian Husky. He's four years old, and he's got unusual temperament for a Siberian Husky. I've had three in my life. Uh, one lived to be 18, one was uh, 12 when she died, and then I've got this one here who's four. All of them been purebred. Uh, none of them are papered. They were just purebred huskies. But uh, this one, he's extremely nervous, and that's in or out of the truck. So bad that at times he just trembles. And uh, I can manage that pretty good just by cuddling and comforting him. But uh, the problem I'm having with him, and he's the first one I've had this problem with, is he is housebroken as long as somebody's right there. He'll come and get you, tell you he needs to go out. Uh, he'll hold it all night long. Uh, but as soon as somebody steps away, he'll pee or poop somewhere. And I just don't know how to control that. Hey, Rick, have you had this dog since you were a, since the dog was a puppy? I had. He was uh, seven weeks old when we got him. You know, uh, it's interesting. What do you do... When the dog pees and poops, when you come back and you find it, what do you do? I will scold him, and then I will walk him to the door and take him outside. Okay. All right. Uh, first, Firstly, don't scold him anymore, okay? When, when you walk back and you find it, don't pay any attention to him at all. Just put his leash on, unless you catch him doing it, unless you catch him in the act. That's the only okay. time you quickly make a correction, and it's not a scolding. It's like, hey, stop it, and then you take him outside immediately, and then you praise him when he goes outside. But when he does okay. it and you don't catch him, you walk back, you take him, you chain him up, take him to where he can't see you clean it up. It's very important that he okay. doesn't see you clean it up. In other words, dogs are always watching us for cues, for leadership cues, and a dog will figure out how to get attention from his owner. And and it's really oh, yeah. strange. people. So I'm sorry, what'd you say, buddy? I said, Oh yeah, and these huskies are so extremely intelligent. They 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 learn really quick. The other thing I was gonna tell you after I tell you about this is uh is the is the fear that your dog has and, and how to you know, how to alleviate that. Dogs are nervous for lots of reasons. But anyway, you take your dog away from the you know, the accident, you clean it up and pay no attention to your dog. It's very, very important you pay no attention to your dog. And as soon as you stop paying attention to the dog and make sure that the dog understands that, you know, you only want them to go to the bathroom outside, which is very important, that they understand that. A lot of times you think they do, but they don't. Uh, so the important thing is no attention after the accident and absolutely do not let the dog see you clean it up. 
up because some dogs get a big rise out of that, you know. So, and then use an enzyme cleaner to alleviate the smell. You've got to get the smell out, or the dog will keep marking the same spot. So, so take your dog out. Nature's Miracle, I think, is the name of the product. Yeah, that's a good product. So take your dog out before you you know you plan to walk away, and you might also try confining the dog either in his crate or in a small space because they don't like to go there, and that will pretty much hopefully eliminate the dog going when you're not around, so that you can control, you know, the dog. Now as far as the fear goes, the one thing that you don't want to do, believe it or not, when your dog is shaking and fearful again, is to give your dog attention. So you, because your dog will continue to be fearful and shake because he's getting attention. So you want to teach them to be calm and happy and mellow without you around and in every situation. It's not uncommon for dogs to be scared of doorways and shadows and uh, hallways. It's very common because a dog will have a bad experience in a hallway or a bad experience in a, in a, in a certain part of the house or looking at a shadow and will associate that bad experience with either the, door, the doorway, the hallway, or the shadow or something like that. So you have to turn those into good experiences by figuring out and watching your dog Watch your dog to see what is making your dog afraid. Try to notice what the fear trigger is. And when you figure it out, you can eliminate the fear trigger over time just by sitting. Like, let's say your dog was afraid of his shadow. You would just sit there in front of the dog with his shadow there, and you would give him treats and invite him into the shadow and pet him. No parade, though. No hugging, no comforting, just good dog. Give him a treat. Until he starts to associate either the, the doorway or the shadow with something pleasurable like you giving him a treat. It's a very powerful trigger. You know, to, to change an association, it's very powerful when you use positive reinforcement. So watch your dog because he's watching you and be a leader. Yeah. Be a be a strong, confident leader and your dog will calm down. Yeah, I've just never seen that in the husky. They're generally very calm, very happy go lucky dogs. And oh, uh, all dogs one, are different, you know. He has, he, night, he has nightmares. He will jump up and run smack into a wall because he's not even awake. You know what? All dogs do that. I mean, my dog does that, too. He's chasing I've something. I've never seen one do that. This, this one's the first one. I've had, you know, four or five dogs in my life. I've always kept them till, from birth till death. And, so so does that rattle you? Do you get, all, do you get uh, nervous when that happens yourself? Do you notice that in yourself? Yeah, I noticed that uh, the last incident, I thought he just about... Wiped himself out. He jumped up and ran smack into the coffee table. And I have a very heavy coffee table. It's one of the ones with the like marble top on it. And he moved the coffee table two feet and just started crying. He wouldn't get up off the floor. I didn't know what had happened to him. You know, I want you to make a conscious, a conscious move in your mind. Uh, a conscious to consciously think of being calm and being a leader and being that dog's. Uh, confidence. I want you to be confident in yourself and be that dog's uh, rock. And when you start acting that way, your dog's going to mellow right out. I guarantee it. It'll take a couple of days, but you'll notice a behavioral change in your dog. As you gain confidence, your dog will too. They feed off of us. You wouldn't believe it, but they do. Okay. Well, I know he's with me 24-7. I mean, it's unless I go to the store or something like that when I'm at home. But in the truck, you know, he's with me every day in the truck and and uh, he doesn't go anywhere that I'm not there. So, Just be confident and envision the outcome you want. Just think, if you want your dog to stay, think of him staying in your head. Think of exactly right. what you want in your head. All right. I appreciate the info. We'll try yeah, thank you, buddy. Techniques. Thanks for calling. You know, thank you. Why, why couldn't you say this a long time ago? 
I mean, you, cool, you, you knew I got four. I got fear yeah, you. I got four male Karen Terriers, okay? And I've talked about it a million times that I can't get them to stop peeing. But I got to tell you, they see me cleaning up. I come down with a mop. I'm like, you mother, and I'm, you know, XXX, whatever. And the dogs all run, and then they watch me clean it up. So they shouldn't watch me clean it up, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. You see, anytime people don't understand that even when you get mad at a dog, you're giving your dog attention. Even when you get upset, you're giving your dog attention. The object is to never give a dog attention unless the dog is doing what you want. And so when you give a dog attention by either scolding or yelling or cleaning up in front of the dog, the dog is very happy about that. They love attention. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Attention is the whole ball of wax for a dog. But then they're not happy when they're like that. They're manic because they're in charge of you, and they, they don't want to be in charge of you. They want you to Some be like a competent to the dog, right? Some The dog thinks like I'm like, yeah. like um, domestic Hazel help from. You know what's so funny? I bet you there's so many people listening don't know who Hazel is. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't think of that. <laughs> I would be one of those. She's uh, Hazel that's the like maid. A, she was the maid. It was a 50s was, show. It was a, it was a comedy yes. show on in the 50s. Mm. I know who yeah. Hazel you? is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's because I'm so young. Uh-huh. <laughs> Still, uh, uh-huh. I'm almost 25, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a, more of a Jersey Shore kind of guy. Yeah, but there's nothing Hal doesn't know about 70s rock. Let me tell you that I'll right now. I'll tell you that right now. That's right. Yep. <laughs> hey, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the Frolic Cat Bundle, which includes the Frolic Cat Bolt, which is a little interactive laser toy that we're all playing with here in the studio right now. The Frolic Cat Twitch, which automatically bounces and swings an enticing teaser toy. And the Frolic Cat Dart. Now, this is an automatic rotating laser toy that provides hours of fun. You, you don't even need to be there for this. You put it on the floor, turn off the lights, and head out. When you come back... Your cat will be bushed, just tie, completely exhausted. That's very important. You know, people think that you just need to tire out your dog. You need to tire out your cat as well. Joy, which one does uh, our cat like the most? Does uh, Boog like the frolic cat bolt or the twitch or the dart? He'll like whichever ones he can have. So if he has to choose one and that's the only one he gets, he doesn't want to choose one. Oh. Well, but if he gets like, to have them all... Like the whole bundle, then he's all over it, right? Then he's all over it, right. Oh, there you he go. Said, Why? He thinks that he is, you know, just like Ladybug's a studio dog, he's the studio cat, so he ought to get all the goodies, too, and not just her. Why should she be the only one? I hear about that every week. <laughs> Make sure I you, think if you turned them all on, you would overwhelm me. I, I wouldn't know. Oh, there's an idea. Oh. Let's, let's do that during the news. Joey, yeah. yeah. Let's do that Please during the news. Put the, t- put the tail on them and put the cat toys in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to confuse your husband or boyfriend or whatever with the Frolicat bundle, check out Frolicat.com. That's F-R-O-L-I-C-A-T.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? 
Canine Caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Hey, honey. Hi, Dad. What you drawing? It's our house. That's you. Oh. Me. Huh? Mom and Josh. Wow. Playing ball. You are becoming quite the artist. When you're a kid, you don't know that home ownership builds communities. That owning a home contributes to higher self-esteem and better test scores. You just know that home is where you play, grow, and learn. The National Association of Realtors wants you to know that home ownership matters to our families, our neighborhoods, and our country. Learn more at houselogic.com slash homeownership. It was the moment I realized I was about to lose my job. I found myself searching for pills instead of just being with my family. At that moment, I finally decided to get help for my addiction to opioids. The prescription painkillers. At TurnToHelpNow.com, you'll learn that opioid dependence is a real medical condition and that there are different ways to get help including those in a private setting, without the need for daily visits. That moment led me to TurnToHelpNow.com. Make now your moment. Visit TurnToHelpNow.com today. Extremely dry, itchy skin needs intensive relief that lasts. So get Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. With two dedicated medicines, it targets the underlying causes of itch and irritation. Whether they be allergies, rashes, irritation, or just dry, chapped skin... And it has seven moisturizers to provide relief that lasts and lasts. Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. Intensive healing for lasting itch relief. Use as directed. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Hey, hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, this is a case that may reflect a pet owner's worst nightmare. It has made its way to the Texas Supreme Court. They have to decide if a family can place sentimental value on a pet that was accidentally euthanized. About three years ago, Jeremy and Catherine Medlin's family dog, Avery, escaped from their yard during a thunderstorm. Well, days later, the Medlins were happy to hear the Fort Worth Animal Control had found their dog, and they could come by and pick him up. Well, Jeremy and his two kids went to go pick up Avery, and they were told, whoops, we accidentally killed him the day before. That was when they decided to hire Randy Turner, an attorney, who took the case free of charge. They want to sue the worker, Carla Strickland, for negligence and accidentally euthanizing Avery. Well, in 1963, Texas adopted a sentimental value rule that provided that if property is wrongfully destroyed and that property had no market value, then the parties involved could sue. Problem is, they never applied sentimental value to dogs. You can sue and recover the sentimental value of a photograph, but not the dog itself. The court's going to rule on this case sometime in the next nine months. A Western Ohio restaurant is trying to help a patron get his pet chicken back. Peach's Bar and Grill in Yellow Springs has offered a $100 reward for the safe return of a pet named Falcon. No questions asked. It says a customer tucked the live chicken into his backpack when he came in to watch a live band perform. But he says the pack with his chicken was stolen. The Dayton Daily News reports that the customer said the chicken was his traveling companion. No other information was immediately available Friday. What kind of companion is a chicken? Does anybody know? Does anybody have a chicken as a pet that you just take with you places? I can't even understand that. 
or lay an egg in your backpack. You can't even put it down. The high cost of frozen euthanized mice is causing some concern for Northeast Kansas and Animal Rescue Group, which said its finances could be in trouble if the price doesn't drop soon. Everything's going up. The cost of mice has nearly doubled, believe it or not, from 45 cents at this time last year, said Diane Johnson. She's an executive director of Operation Wildlife. They're based in Linwood, and they have a satellite center in Shawnee. It's the largest nonprofit wild rehab clinic in Kansas. They do work for owls, hawks, skunks, raccoons, foxes, and other non-domestic animals. Mice and rats are even more expensive. They're in very high demand as a main food source for the 4,000 to 5,000 wild animals that the center helps every year. Who would have thought that, you know, dehydrated mice cost a lot of money? Owl returns about 69% of the animals that they treat to the wild every year. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. Scoop-Free is the litter box that cleans itself so you don't have to. Scoop-Free automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop-Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors, Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-S.com. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Hello, this is Loretta Swift, and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget, stay and neuter. Jerry on the phone. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Fine. Well, hi, Jerry. This is Dr. Debbie. What can I do for you? Um, I'm calling in regards to a, a cat that I had uh, gotten at the Pasadena Humane Society uh, in November. Okay. And the cat is about five years old. Um, it only had one eye. And um, 
unfortunately, the cat, um, he is attacking people for no reason at all. Okay. And, 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 um, and uh, I, I went to um, um, the care center for my arm today, but um, uh, what I was calling about is I, I didn't know if, if, if um, the cat would be able, if I should take it back to the Humane Society, but I've already taken it back. Um, oh, goodness. The, um, the cat uh, bit my husband and it bit the back of my daughter's head. Oh, my um, gosh. What were the contacts? What, when when did the bites occur? What was going on in the household? Uh, well, right now, I'm my, do- my daughter is 30, so she lives lives alone. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm living alone right now because we have a home in North Carolina. My husband's I mean, trying to sell that. What was, so was particu- the cat what was the particularly house. what was going on was, right before the cat bit the people? What was uh, the cat doing? Me, what were the people well, doing? Well, um, my my husband was petting the cat's head when he bit my husband's hand, and okay. my daughter was just sitting in a chair, and the cat was on the back of the chair, and um, the cat bit the back of her head. And oh, then gosh. last night I was sitting on the couch. And I was working on my computer, and he he just lunged at me and uh, grabbed my arm. Mm-hmm. And when wow. he bit me, I mean the the two bottom teeth and the two top canine teeth went way in my arm. Yeah, well, definitely, and and I I, I feel horrible for your situation there and, and having to give that baby up. That you know the thing that when we look at with cats with aggression, they aren't the same things as dogs. So we always have to kind of throw out all the rules of what we know about dogs. Cats' motivation to bite can be very different, and we always have to look at the context. What is what is the trigger point? What's going on in the environment right before that, and how does that affect the cat? So in some situations, such as when cats are being petted, um, the first thing you realize is cats don't pet each other. There is no, you never see that happening. You see them grooming yeah. and licking, but they never take their hand, touch it, or their little paw, touch another cat's head and run that all the way down their body. It can be too stimulating for cats. Um, you know, they may chin rub, they may groom on the face, but they really don't do a petting behavior to each other. Okay. So when we as humans do that, if a cat has a really low trigger for physical contact, it can set them off. So you have to recognize, at least in that situation, that this kitty does not like extended physical contact, and you have to watch for signs that when that kitty's getting upset, you stop the behavior, give them a treat, a reward, and you, you leave the situation. And, and we have uh-huh. to set patterns like that. Now, some of those other, it sounds like we'd have to get a little bit more in-depth with what particularly was going on there. Um, but, uh, you know, territories and all of that type of thing really come into play. So, um, you know, I guess for future reference, you know, with kitties that have aggression and behavioral issues, I always go to in- environmental uh, enrichment, um, cats on deck, and a lot of different things. Things like where we have uh, cat trees, vertical height. Cats need that to feel a sense of getting away and feeling safe, whether it's from other people or other cats. Mm-hmm. So we want to give them that. And we want to give them outlets for physical um, activity, hunting behaviors, prey behaviors, so that we take the humans out of that loop. So those might be interactive toys, um, food toys, where we don't just put the food in the bowl. We make them bat around a toy and knock the, the food out of that. And then that 
that's how they spend their day getting food. They don't just walk up to the bowl, eat it, and then say, what am I going to do with myself for 11 more hours of the day? Um, so just I would keep that kind of thing in mind when we you know, get into a kitty that's having these type of problems. Okay, Dr. Well, Debbie, I- that particular kitty, your kitty that you gave back, blames people for hurting him, and it has something to do with his eye. Oh, I see. Um, well, I've had three cats that lived to be in their 20s, and they they never acted like this cat before. So I, uh, what I wanted to know if I should take the cat back, and um, um, because, like I said, um, in last night it was 10 o'clock and there was nothing going on in, in the environment. I was just calmly working on my computer. He was sitting next to me, and then that's when he he bit my mm-hmm. arm. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of these things they do take, um, you know, pretty extensive training, um, and a lot of lifestyle changes. Sometimes it means bringing a behaviorist into the home, and there are cat behaviorists, and, and a lot of that you can find help either through your local veterinarian or um, different um, behaviorists that might be o- available locally. But that's usually my resource that I, I try to intervene if we can intervene. Now, if there's a risk of physical injury to the humans in the home, I cannot blame anybody in your situation for making a tough decision as you have um, but I would just hope to we extinguish all the possible um, uh, solutions here before we get to a point where we have to relinquish the kitty but um, human human biting you know or biting humans is, is certainly a huge problem and I, I would not want anyone to be in jeopardy in that household mm-hmm. now I have another question I'm quite concerned about okay um, I, I uh, went on the, the Pasadena website uh, of couple hours after I took the cat back and they have the cat back up to be adopted and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be quarantined for 10 days mm, okay. and I called and I called the Bassadina Humane Society and they said they would take it off the website and they still haven't done it mm-hmm. so wouldn't you be quite concerned about that that they're going to adopt this cat out again when it should be in quarantine for 10 days for biting someone. Yeah, and that I think I would take up with the um, the actual authorities within the shelter. Um, sometimes, you know, these type of things can be turfed out to other people within the facility, and we want to make sure right. that the, the manager of the yeah. facility is aware I of that. I talked to and, the manager. I talked to the manager. Yeah. I asked for him specifically. Yeah, and I would also hope that we've you know conveyed uh, to them and that they can convey to potential families that you know we do have some issues to work through with this kitty, and we always want to be upfront when we're um, relinquishing a pet or when they're adopting them out. On the other end, is that you know if we've had issues in um, a previous household, um, we want to keep in mind that you know make sure we're not getting yeah. into another situation that won't be um, have the time or the the tools to deal with that. Um, so, well, my best thoughts go out to that kitty, and I, and I hope I, I hope we have a um, a good forever home that they find and um, and I'm so sorry you had to go through that it's very heart-wrenching to to have that happen yeah okay thank you for your call today Jerry 1-866-405-8405 hi this is Ed Begley Jr. and Animal Radio live simply so that others may simply live you're listening to Animal Radio you can learn more at animalradio.com log on learn more you're listening to Animal Radio. Listen, we have on the phone Marie Moody with Stella and Chewies. Welcome back to the show, Marie. How are you doing? 
great. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, it's always good to talk to you. Now, of course, as you probably know, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, has religiously been eating Stella and Chewy's for how many years now? You know what? For about three years. And I want to thank you, Marie, because the first year of her life, we went through hundreds of foods she would not eat anything and for the past three years she has been on Stella and Chewy's and it's just a winner every time she loves it good stuff we love Ladybug too (laughs) Dr. Debbie's always talking about these novel diets with novelty foods like venison and uh, rabbit which are two brand new formulas that you've added to the Stella and Chewy's line why did you add that because you found so many people are looking for those novelty diets well that's exactly right I mean people are looking for these um sort of hypoallergenic protein sources. People, um, you know, whether it's true or not, a lot of a lot of animals, um, or owners anyway, think that their their dogs or cats are allergic to um, like chicken or beef. So sometimes what happens if you use too much of if you feed chicken every single day, you know, there can be an allergy that can develop. Um, especially if it's not in a raw form, if it's in like a cooked form or if there's a lot of different factors that go into it, and I don't want to diagnose because I'm not a vet, but the bottom line is we get a lot of requests for things like venison and rabbit, and we finally decided to do it, so we launched this just about a month ago. Never heard of rabbit as a uh, novelty diet before. This is the, actually the my first dog time. eats rabbit really? based food. Is that yes. true? And, <laughs> it is very true. And and you know, e- eons ago, decades ago, we used to hear a lot about lamb and rice based diets because right. it was un- right. it was a new protein source that we didn't have in dog and cat food. So it, a lot of pets did better with their allergies with it. And now we're finding that after they've been on things like lamb or chicken after a while, they can develop a sensitivity to the individual proteins, not right. to the foods, but the proteins. So, yeah, it makes total sense. You also put into the food organic fruits, and uh, what else do you put in there? Well, we put in organic fruits and vegetables. So it all has a little bit of, you know, it's like 5 to 10% um, of organic fruits and vegetables. And then, of course, there's ground bone, there's organ meat. Uh, so if it's venison, we're using venison organ meat. And, um, and then there's the actual muscle meat. So this food is frozen or freeze-dried. Is it still considered raw? Yes. It is. Uh, freeze-dried is the only way that you can have a food remain raw while still taking the moisture out of it. And um, the reason that you can take the moisture out of it is because it starts in a frozen form and then the moisture actually sublimates. So it's, it's interesting. Um, it's, it's like astronaut food. You add the water back and then it's exactly in its same form. Mm. That's what the freeze-dried, which is what we have Lady well, yeah, on. Yeah, and I just was concerned. I mean, I hear good things about raw food. I hear bad things about raw food. I just like to know that it's safe. Safety is really one of our main concerns. So we use a process on the food called hydrostatic high pressure. And that's a, a form of pasteurization, but instead of using heat, it uses cold water pressure. I want to give samples away to our listeners. Send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, the address over at the website at animalradio.com, and we'll send you back a sample. And let's not food. forget about the cat food. The cat food, too. They they have a great cat food. In fact, that's how we discovered our cat was eating the Stella and Chewy's dog food, and then yes. he came out with the cat food. You guys do a great job. Thank you so much. Thank you. Marie Moody from Stella and Chewy's joining us. StellaandChewy's.com. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. We'll go back to the phones next. Hey, this is Josh DeMel on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. <laughs> Hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay in neuter.
Travel Radio, 1-866-405-8405, toll free to our animal communicator, Joey Turner, the dog father, Joey Volani. I, I want to know how many favors he could call in. Like, if he had to wipe us all out, could he have it done? You got enough favors? Well, listen, even though I'm out here in California, I'm still the business manager of the stage hand union in northern New Jersey. That's all I'm going to say, okay? I, I employ a lot the, of people. Yeah. That's all. You want to yeah, work, baby? Yeah. Yeah, There's and a trainer out here. There's a trainer out here in California, you know. Just need to take some lessons with your dog. That's all. <laughs> You're not having Vlade do your hits now, are you? No, no. You never tr- listen. You got the Italian mafia and you got the Russians. You don't ever trust the Russian to do an Italian guy's job. Come on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, John, how are you doing? Uh, uh, I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on your program. Oh, well, cool. I'm glad you're listening. What's going on? I understand you want to talk to our dog trainer, Alan Cable. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Um, I just, uh, they were talking earlier when I had the program on about, uh, uh, like, homosexual dogs and that sort of thing. And I just thought um, I'd call and, uh, you know, I have a friend. It's not my dog, but it's a friend's dog. Uh-huh. That's how the story starts. (laughs) And uh, anyway, uh, uh, this dog, uh, you know, I go visit my friend maybe a couple times a year, and every time I go over there, he has this dog that's a mix. I don't know what kind of mix, but it's a small dog. And uh, it's real creepy what he does. He, uh, say you're sitting uh, outside on a patio in a conversation and he'll kind of sneak up and he'll position himself so his he'll kind of creep up while you're not really paying attention to him and he'll get his male dog part there his junk and he'll he'll position as close as possible and uh he he won't uh, like try to hump your leg but uh are you still there? Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. here, buddy. Yeah, and it's just kind of, you don't really notice it, but then you look down and this this dog is positioning himself just as close as possible to you as he can, and he'll have his leg kind of open, and it's, it's real obvious what he's doing. I mean, it's... What is, what is he doing? What do, you, what do you think he's doing? Well, it, he's getting some sort of... Um, I, he's, I, all I can say is he's doing this on purpose, and he's getting some sort of pleasure out of positioning himself. What makes you think he's getting pleasure out of it, though? What tells you that? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's pleasure. I mean, it, it's sort of, he's not... Okay, John. Hey, John, you know what? Dogs do a lot of things that are creepy to people. I mean, they're, they're, they're humping and all that nonsense. That's really creepy to people. People don't like when they see that they think it's weird and disgusting because, you know, we're human and humans don't do that. You know, or, or although some of us would like to, humans don't do that. So it's kind of weird. But in in this case, you know, that's a behavior. And and uh, you, the first thing you do always, and Doctor Debbie will probably concur, is you always take the dog to the vet to check him out, make sure there's nothing physically going on. But more than likely, dogs do stuff like that for dominance and also because they're stressed. So they they really want to just dominate you. They just want to be in charge, and it's a weird way that they do that. They they come over and they they get on top of you or they try to climb on top of your leg or another dog. You'll see it all the time, and it's just as a way of of 
of being in charge of of uh, showing the person's social status, uh, who's in control, trying to be in control of others. So that's all it is, and you pretty much just gotta just correct it and stop it from happening when it does. And another reason they do it is because they're stressed out. You know, they're that's how they respond sometimes when they're excited or they're uh, nervous or they're afraid, and it appears they're aroused, but um, pretty much it's it's not like that. It's it's not that they're aroused. They're just they're just freaked out. Oh, okay, because uh, myself and others have commented about this dog and said, yeah, that's that's a creepy dog, just because when he does this, he's not there trying to get a, a, a pat on the head or anything like that. It's it's. Uh, I've noticed it where he's climbed under the chair I was sitting on and positioned himself like this, and I didn't even know about it until I happened to glance over and... and Sure enough, there he is doing this. Uh, so is he uh, humping? That's what I gotta hear. Nobody said this yeah, word. Is yeah. he humping? No, nobody said that. Nobody said, Doctor Debbie, we needed you. <laughs> Come on, I, got, I gotta hear the details. Is he actually getting an erection? Because dogs get like little swollen parts on either side of their penis. We need to know. Is he doing that too, or is he just kind of sitting with his parts on you? Uh, yeah, no, I didn't notice the do- the dog erection, but okay, he's just trying to get his parts. As close as possible to to you or myself or whomever the person is, and uh, and 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 he's doing it in sort of a secretive kind of he's sneaking around to do this, uh, and he does it while you're not expecting it, and then the next thing you know, you look down and and here he's, this dog's position himself to where he maybe he's a, maybe he's a dirty old man came back as a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I've laughed with about it with some friends. <laughs> yeah, that dog's. You know, my my guess know. is that he's just he's just a he's just a poorly socialized dog. You know, and and you know he doesn't know how to act, and nobody's teaching him how to act. And I know it looks creepy to you, but you know it's pretty normal in the dog world to do stuff like that. You just have to pretty much, you know, they do it all the time to other dogs. When they start doing it to people, it's. You know, I, it's it's kind of like they're they're trying to be dominant. I, I think that's probably what's going on. But you should still take them to the vet and check him out. Uh, okay, I'll let uh, the owner know that. Because um, that's not my dog. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, John, yeah. John, we appreciate your but, call today. It's not John's dog, but John wants him. I, I hope you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, that was my only comment, and uh, I appreciate thanks for, it. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Good stuff. It is good stuff. Whatever you want to call John, it. I would, I would, sne- I would sneak up on the house and peer through the window when no one's around, see what the owner's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, huh? <laughs> Thanks for your call, John. We appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs, made with raw, USDA-inspected meat, raised naturally. There's no added hormones, no antibiotics. It is the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, Stella and Chewy's. 
And ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, you are the dog father this week. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay here for a little while. Good, I like it. I can't believe that people actually try these, um, tips that I actually put out there. So <laughs> I, I really gotta start stepping to the plate and make sure, that, you know, that they work right. Yeah. Um, no, actually, they all work right. But someone emailed me, okay, and what they said was, is they actually tried my making your dog young trick, um, by coloring their coat, um, because the dog was a little bit old. And what they did is they tried to color back to natural color, and they said they weren't too successful. They said what it was, what it looked like was a man with a bad toupee, um, was the best way that they can. And you know what? I, because it's a short segment, you know, you go into as much detail as you can, but I should have elaborated a little bit more on that one, and I'm going to do it now. Okay. When you want to go more to a natural color of, of your, of your pet's natural color, the first thing, it's definitely going to take a little bit of time to get the color to match. You know, it's, it's, it might not always match perfectly. Sometimes it will. But to get it close where you're comfortable. The one thing I do want to say is when you do people's hair, and unfortunately there aren't that many hair colors out there for just pets. There are some. You can find them on the Internet. But not normally to bring them back to natural color. It's, it's more like, um, you know, the, the, the wild colors. But if you can find some, and out of Japan you'll find a few of the um, pet colorists that have natural colors that work really, really well. Um, but they're also a, um, a little bit harder to apply. But something quick, Clairol, just for men, something like that. Use a brush, okay, and don't do it wet. Now, when you dye people's hair, for the most part, it needs to be wet. Okay, it's easier because you're working with it. Um, you're not moving around. With dogs, it's a little bit more difficult because you need both hands and you're relying that your pet's going to stand still. And I want to use a brush because I really want to work it from the root straight up as if how hair would grow. Basically, how hair would grow is that's how I would want to mimic how I put the color in. I don't want it 100% perfect, okay? I mean, I want to cover as much as I can, but if there's areas on the hair itself that aren't 100% colored on a dog, it's okay when you want it to look natural. Because it would be that way anyway. Most dogs don't have a solid color. You don't see dogs that are just solid black. There might be a little gray in there. Um, even a Kerry Blue that has a kind of a little bit almost like a bluish tint to it. Or even wheat-colored dogs. I mean, there's all different colors in there. And you're going to get a much better result by using the brush, going from the bottom, pulling straight up on a dry coat because it'll be easier. And when you rinse it out, you're going to have a more natural-looking coat. Now, like I said, the first time... You may hit it perfect, you may not. It's okay. you got to work with it a little bit. And the more you work with it, the more of a professional you'll become with it. It's not just something that's general for every single dog out there. It's something you have to work with. And in a salon, when I go to natural color, we do just a test area for a little while in a few different spots. So what we'll do is we'll do a test area with this, we'll do a test area with that color, and, and until we get it a little bit close to where you know we feel it's right. When I do my hair, I buy like one box of the Clairol or L'Oreal. How many boxes would you have to buy to cover a dog? It depends on the size of the dog. I mean, if it's, if it's a small dog, um, a small bottle and I you know what I found something that's um that's put out by Revlon and it's it's a semi-permanent color that actually works really good on dogs and stretches a long way it's not all that expensive it's seven dollars and um I can treat like a Yorkshire Terrier sized dog or a dog the size is um Ladybug um that has coat I could treat I could probably get about um four applications out of that why wouldn't they have their natural color to begin with yeah I see a human I understand how someone might be blonde no, and 
sometimes when dogs get older, they start losing the natural colors. I'll give you a good example. My um, Karen Terrier, Miles. Miles was really dark, and the older he got, the hair started coming in a little bit more silver, a little bit more gray. It's not as vibrant. If you're able to bring those colors back, well, you know what? Look-wise, you've taken, you know, four or five years off your dog's life the way he looks. And it makes you feel better because then you feel like you got a puppy again. And you know what? It's more, I, I, I think the dog even feels good about it because of the way you respond to it. So everyone's happy when that happens. Okay. So you use Just for I'm Men? Just trying to make a little Just for Men? Just for Men works great. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And let us not forget the dream team. To my left, dog father Joey Volani. To my right, dog trainer Alan Cable. Straight in center, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Also with us, animal communicator Joey Turner and Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. You know, I always say you're working hard, but are you? Well, I've got a story coming up about a family whose dog was accidentally euthanized. And, of course, they're suing. You know what? This did happen to me once. I had a St. Bernard. And um, he was having a throat operation. He had one of those things where he was constantly going, (coughs) you know, that dry cough. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's called an elongated palate. And um, the vet gave him too much uh, anesthesia, and it killed him. So it's a oh, horrible, horrible thing. I'll tell you about this story, though. It happened in Texas. Coming up on the Animal Radio News. You know, I was in a really good mood until you brought yeah. that whole thing up. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, you know, I mean, I, I, I know bad things happen at times that, that you don't want, but something like that. I know it's just, you know, I don't know. That veterinarian would disappear if it was my dog. I bet I bet it would. <laughs> yeah. 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 You'd put out a hit on him, wouldn't you, Joey? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You might even take care of it yourself. Yeah, well, um, the clipper. You know what? You never, you never get involved yourself. You got people for that. Yeah, <laughs> got to keep That's your right. hands clean. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Listen, uh, we are in uh, what are we in 104 different cities right now on uh, Animal Radio XM satellite all across the country. Where are Come you on. listening today? I'm telling you, if you're listening in Vermont, that's because your state has the most animal lovers in the nation. Vermont pet, pet owners. Yeah, Vermont has the Vermont most pet- has the most pet owners in the nation, according to a brand new study. Seventy percent, wow. almost seventy-one percent of everybody. Did in you ever Vermont. go to Vermont? I, I have yeah. been through it. Is it uh, especially it's, pet friendly? So let me tell you, it's a it's a beautiful state, and I can see mm-hmm. that because there's you know what there's a lot of Vermont is an area that that really has no like congested areas that I know of, and um you know you know what it's very conducive to have a pet there. Mm. It's great, great state. Aren't folks older there too? There's a, there's an older population there too. The retirement. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I didn't do that census. So I don't know. Uh, well, the number That's two state. Question. Yeah, well, the number two state is New Mexico, also kind of a dome scratcher. This is these wow. are the top ten states with the highest, lowest percentage of pet owners: Vermont, number one; New Mexico, number two; followed by South Dakota, Oregon, Maine, and Washington. I always knew Washington wow. had a lot of pets. People love their wow. pets in Washington. What do you think is the state with the least animals? What do you think, Joey? Mm. Only because New I Jersey, New Jersey. I'm going to say New Jersey. No, it's actually not true. New Jersey falls fourth in that list there. Fourth in the least? Only about one in every two people have pets in Jersey. So what's the one that has the least? What state has the least amount of pets? That would be D.C., Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. 
21%, which is extremely yeah. low. Did you ever drive through there? There's no room. <laughs> There's no room for a pet. <laughs> and for those of you living in California, we come in at 52.9, so a little over what number every one are we and on two people. List? California. What oh, number? A number uh, down there, right down there. Hold it up there so you can see it. <laughs> there you go. A little information for you. I love these state trivias. Yeah, I like that. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We're going back to the phones. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I got to press that button. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Uh, it's Todd. It's pretty good. How are you today? Very good, Todd. What's What's uh, on your mind? Okay, what it is is we purchased this uh, little small swallow, and okay. she weighs two pounds. Aww. And the thing about it is, is my wife wants to put her on heartworm medicine, and I've heard through rumors that the small dogs like that don't need to be on heartworm medicine, and I don't really want to be taken advantage of. Oh, that's bullpucky. I'm telling you, a dog size does not make them immune to developing heartworm disease. Um, so, you no, know, this baby needs to be on heartworm preventative. What part of the country are you in? Mississippi. Oh my God! Yes. They go with us on the truck, all three dogs, and they are out here. And that was another thing that kind of concerned me. Yeah. No. Especially if you're doing uh, cross-country traveling, the the American Heartworm Society has actually published statistics that shows that all of the 50 major states um, do have heartworm disease, differing uh, exposures and in incidents of disease. But this baby needs to be protected. And I'm not afraid of her being two pounds. Uh, fortunately, for the dosing range of most of these products, they start at one pound and go all the way up to maybe 25 as the first interval. The important thing to know with the heartworm preventatives is that the dosage, say for a lot of the common ivermectin-containing products, they're actually in micrograms, which are a thousandth of a milligram. So we're talking very small, low doses. So this isn't uh, likely to be a problem even for a two-pound dog. Um, So I I am not worried at all. I want to get your baby protected. And listen to your wife, for God's sakes. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I just was, well, you know how it is. I want to hear it from a professional. Well, you know what the answer always is to your wife. The always the answer always is, yes, dear. Sorry, I was wrong. I agree with you 100. percent But she is not here right now, so she doesn't know I'm asking. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, sir, dear. Let's do that. No problem. Uh, the thing is, is we also have another Chihuahua. Okay. He's all male. Oh my gosh, is he a male? Oh, you meaning he still has those two little uh, brain cells between his legs? The, the, the thing is that she's two pounds and he's seven pounds. And if they mate, will the puppies be too big? No, not necessarily. Now, the thing to know that um, two pounds to seven pounds is a pretty close range. Um, now, if you were saying that her boyfriend was going to be, you know, a uh, German Shepherd, I'd be a little worried. Um, but also, when we we look at certain breeds, um, Chihuahuas, especially some of the real Applehead Chihuahuas, sometimes just being a Chihuahua, they have a big domey head. So, just being a Chihuahua could pose a risk for troubles during birth and delivery. Uh, other breeds like uh, Bulldogs, Boston Terriers also have kind of big round heads, so they can get stuck in the birth canal irregardless of the size of the father. So before you do make that commitment to breed, and we do not advise breeding, there's oodles of dogs in the shelters. In fact, in Las Vegas, 
almost 50% of the dogs in our shelters are chihuahuas. So we don't need more of them. We don't need to make more as lovely as they are. Um, well, I, would I just you. think that these two would make such pretty puppies, see, because she is black and white and has a little gold in her tan. Aw, she and sounds lovely, but you know what I'm going to tell you is that everyday, gorgeous, lovely little black and white chihuahuas are put to sleep because everyone keeps breeding these babies. So I would have to say I'm not a fan of, of breeding these babies. If you do need to do it and you feel compelled to do it, make sure you do consult with your veterinarian. We need to have these babies up to date on their shots and be prepared for a possible C-section. And that's the one thing people aren't always ready for. Yeah, there's health you, risks there. Well, and you know, cost too. Um, I had a family, they weren't prepared for a C-section. They thought it would be a great experience. And then, you know, $1,500 <laughs> later, they're like, I can't afford this. Well, uh-huh. great reason to spay a new so think think about that, Todd. Just my little uh, commercial message there. And I wish your babies very well. And uh, hope they're doing good. And get that baby on heartworm preventative right away. <laughs> Thanks for listening there, Todd. We appreciate it. one 405 8405 Bet he didn't expect that barrage there when he called. Hey, everybody. This is Brett Michaels. And I just want to say you right now want to take weight. Give me the line again. My brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go ahead. Animal Radio. Brett Michaels Animal Radio. You got it. I knew the Animal Radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio. And take care of your pets. They will rock your world. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's brown bag lunches every day. It's picking up extra shifts. And it's catching the bus to work. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. Hey, honey. Hi, Dad. What's your drawing? It's our house. That's you. Oh. Me. Huh? Mom and Josh. Wow. Playing ball. You are becoming quite the artist. When you're a kid, you don't know that home ownership builds communities. That owning a home contributes to higher self-esteem and better test scores. You just know that home is where you play, grow, and learn. The National Association of Realtors wants you to know that home ownership matters to our families, our neighborhoods, and our country. Learn more at houselogic.com slash homeownership. It was the moment I realized I was about to lose my job. I found myself searching for pills instead of just being with my family. At that moment, I finally decided to get help for my addiction to opioids. The prescription painkillers. At TurnToHelpNow.com, you'll learn that opioid dependence is a real medical condition and that there are different ways to get help, including those in a private setting, without the need for daily visits. That moment led me to TurnToHelpNow.com. Make now your moment. Visit TurnToHelpNow.com today. Before you came on, Doc, Joey was talking about this tail 
that uh, he was reading about that uh, is a tail that a guy can wear, and it connects to the guy's heartbeat. So when the heartbeat excels, the tail starts wagging. <laughs> okay. Could you imagine putting that on backwards? Well, that would definitely make you feel good. <laughs> make yourself feel good there. We're having phone issues here, so hang tight. Okay. Sure, and I'll just email my imaginary girlfriend. Cool. True fantasy football. <laughs> I'm wearing imaginary pants. You know, I, I figure, you know, if this guy can have an imaginary girlfriend, I can have imaginary just about anything. Isn't that the craziest story? Have yeah. you ever heard a story like w- that? What story is this? Mantel Teo, the uh, the linebacker for Notre Dame. He has an imaginary got, girlfriend. Uh, he uh, he started communicating. Uh, he first, it, it's just so crazy. It's hard to explain. But the guy basically was on television during the Heisman. He's runner up, saying that you know he's. Very upset because his girlfriend died of leukemia and how much he loves her and you know it's just it's incredible that this happened and he's got to go play the game and turned out she wasn't real and it was an internet hoax but he said that he met her in person at a game hmm. and had communicated with her on the internet ever since and then she was supposed to meet him at a bunch of games never showed up and then she died of leukemia and it comes out it was a big giant hoax that he was a part of he was hoaxed. What would be the purpose behind that? Of, of him lying? or He wasn't. I, I think he's just so dumb. I mean, it's just so hard to believe anybody could be that dumb. But I think he really is. I mean, gullible. I actually think he. Yeah, gullible. Yeah. And, and there's a term for it that's called catfishing, I think, where people are mm-hmm. having relationships on the Internet with people that aren't who they appear to be. And there's a guy that has a reality show that was a victim, and he basically goes with people who think they're having relationships with other people that they're in love with to their house. And sometimes there are women that are in love with men, and it turns out to be a you know a big, giant, fat housewife that is the man that they're in love with. <laughs> it's just crazy. This thing is crazy. It's a crazy story. It's like all over the news right right now. Well, that's why I that, haven't heard it. Yeah, that and Lance Dumstrong. Lance Dumstrong on Oprah. <laughs> so you're always surfing and watching the news for your radio show. Oh, yeah, I'm always up on these crazies. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up, the stuff that I see every day. It's just insane what people do. It's Animal Radio, and uh, we're planning on going back to the phones. We're having a little trouble. The engineer's working on it. He's telling me we'll have it fixed in a second. I'm very excited. I'm going to go pick up my meat after the show here. You are? Yeah. Yeah, I got me a half a cow. Wow. You, you better keep your meat to yourself, okay? <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> Whole half a cow, huh? Got a half a cow from one of my neighbors. What are you going to put that in uh, one of your freezers? In the freezer yeah, in the big garage? old freezer. I'm going to put them. I'm going to put it in a big old freezer, and then I'm going to put the cow head on the wall opposite my desk and put the cow butt over my head so the cow can choose every day. <laughs> strange. <laughs> I am strange. I'm nobody you want to live near. You're like Ted Kaczynski, sort of, way out there. Uh, Ted Kaczynski killed people, though. Yeah, I don't kill people. Not yet, anyway. Have you heard the show? (laughs) (laughs) Every week, people are dying. How last week, we we were talking about Dear Abby last week. Oh, she's dead. I thought she was dead when we were talking about her, but apparently she died since. Maybe it was us talking about her. Wouldn't that be the best job, though? To give advice? I mean, to sit there, you know, and once a week write a column and to pick the person you want to write back to, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but after a while, I'm sure she kind of says, come on, people, get a grip. (laughs) Well, don't you? I mean, don't you have like a girlfriend or a guy friend and they're in love with somebody and it's like right in front of their face is the truth, but they don't want to see it. And you're like, come on, girl, wake up. Let's uh, give line six a little attention today. Hi, Mary. How are you? Uh, Mary Ann, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. What's going on? Well, my my dog isn't. Um, I have a Shih Tzu, 
and she's hmm, 16, and her oh, back wow. legs are bad. So um, she she's dragging them, and I've had her to the vet, but at her age, I don't want to put her through um, surgery and such. Mm-hmm. So she's not eating. She's drinking, and if we cook her up a little chicken, she'll eat some, but she's in pain. And I was wondering if I could give her uh, St. Joseph baby aspirin, and okay. what would you suggest? I was thinking of maybe um, baby food in a syringe so that she gets some nourishment. So do we know what particularly is causing her to not use her legs? Have they found a problem with her um, spine? Is it arthritis? Yeah, they did a test on her. They thought it was something, oh, doctor, I really don't remember now. It was a few years ago, and they thought it was something that was a a really big deal. And they did this test on her, and they told me, thank goodness it wasn't. And they mm. gave her pain medication and um, fish oil and a, a glucosamine, a glucosamine pill. Mm-hmm. Glucosamine, okay. Glucosamine, yes. And so I've been giving her that for the past few years, a half a pill a day and a squirt of the fish oil. And she's mm-hmm. been okay. But what happens is she sleeps in bed with us and her vision isn't all that good anymore and she's fallen out of the bed a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I think that has put her into like a, um, you know, she's having an attack. It's hurting her because up until a few days ago, she was fine. So I don't think okay. anything would come on from a few days ago. You know, she showed a weakness in her left leg, but when she was walking, she was okay. But if she, you know, she started to run and try to make a sharp turn, it would give away, but she could pick it up. But mm-hmm. now she's just dragging both her legs. And I okay. think it's because she fell off of the bed and somehow hurt herself. Yeah. And she also wears diapers. And while I'm at work, I had my husband change her diapers during the day because she's getting really wet because she drinks so much. And mm, okay. today, he may have pulled her legs, maybe trying to put the diaper on her. He may have injured her. Okay. Well, Marianne, bless your heart. I mean, you have a geriatric little girl here. I and do. I do. And, and managing her. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, you got a lot going on as far as with keeping her tidy back there and making sure mm-hmm. she can get around. Um, you know, for, for me, there's two things that, from what you're saying, that really concern me. One is that she's she's not eating. Um, so as much as we might want to treat pain um, with a lot of different things, if a pet's not eating, shoving anything down their mouth is not going to help. It actually can make things worse. And um, I know a lot of folks think of aspirin as kind of one of those simple things you can give, but it actually can be very detrimental. And um, we no longer recommend aspirin as a way to treat arthritic pain. Um, it actually causes little micro ulcers pretty much with every dose that we give. So if we stuck a tube down the throat and looked at it, we could see ulceration in the stomach. The other thing is when we use aspirin, it takes such a long time to eliminate from the body that we can't use other good medicines that can have a more immediate effect. Um, so we might have to wait a week before I can pull out another type of a non-steroidal pain reliever to use because it takes that long to get out of the body. So we don't this gal eating. So I would definitely endorse things like, you know, baby food um, or some different canned dog foods that you can kind of heat up, add a little bit of rice, a little cottage cheese, things like that. Okay. See if That's we can get her eating. That's um, great. 
And then if you can't get her eating immediately, um, you know, I'd really have to say working with your veterinarian to have them assess her. Um, because if she's in pain where she is uncomfortable, um, we may be getting to the point where we can't manage that or we can't manage it with pills alone and we might need to try some injectable medications. Oh, okay. So, okay. so there, there may be some things that we can try on in kind of a hospice kind of way, okay. um, but I just don't want to miss that point of identifying that, um, you know, we're not keeping her around too long oh, no. and to the point where she's, you know, uncomfortable and suffering and she's shutting down. Yeah, Doctor, we're um, looking at her. And she's not her heart. I mean, she's got a lot of life in her eyes and her face, and she's not mm-hmm. lethargic. She's just she's just dragging her back, and she is hurt. I haven't given her any aspirin for a few days, and mm-hmm. I don't really give her aspirin. And I was giving her a quarter of a Bayer. And um, a few days ago, I said we can't do this every day because I was aware of it being harmful, you know, to mm-hmm. them. So she yeah. really had. In the past, say, three days, she hasn't had anything. Okay. Um, okay. So I will try feeding her. We bought food. We bought um, some dog food that looks like uh, she may be interested. And we did buy the baby food. Mm-hmm. And is there anything in particular, like peas, carrots? Um, no, I just I try to make sure we're not using anything that has onion powder. Uh, that's just kind of oh, one of those okay. ingredients that um, you know can be harmful for a dog, so oh. we don't want to do that. Oh. Um, and then you know even if if we can add in, if she starts eating and we can get her on something for long term pain, my choice might be adding something like tramadol or gabapentin. Yes, yes. Okay. Those. Those can be taken pretty well, um, maybe some mild sedation. But, you know, I think for your gal, if we're worried about stomach upset, things like that, that might be a good way to go okay. um, to add into fish oils and to add into the, the joint supplements on okay. top of that. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for calling. Okay. And, uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, we love our girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take care, Miriam. There you go. Thank you so much for calling. Did we call her? one 405 to speak to the Dream Team. Dr. Dibby answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joy Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, it's Alan Cable. You know, 33% of us pet owners talk to our pets on the phone with the answering machine when we're away. 62% of us sign letters and cards. So it looks like it's coming from both you and your pet. 79% give their pets holiday and birthday presents. 50% of those actually throw birthday celebration parties. And 17% of us sometimes dress our pets. You probably heard about the Labradoodle that looks like a lion. Are you serious? Oh yeah, listen to some of the 911 calls. And there was a lion that ran across the street a Baby lion. Lion, a baby lion. Had the mange and everything. Here's his owner. I tell people he's a lab lion. When people see Charlie the dog walking, they really freak out. I've seen him literally dive through the window to get in the car thinking a lion is after them. Oh, this stuff's fun. We all love to humanize our dogs, don't we? Give them human emotions. I was at soccer on Saturday, and this guy comes up and says, Can I pet your dog? I said, Sure. He commences to acting like a nut. Oh, you're a good boy. You're just such a good boy. I said, Dude, come on. You're going to get him all wound up. And I've taught him he needs to be calm. Here's the irony. He tells me he noticed how calm and mellow and well-behaved my dog is. I said, Then why are you trying to juice him up 
like that. I said, buddy, you got to be calm when you pet a dog. Just mellow. You don't want to act like his head is the Hope Diamond. Of course, he doesn't get it, or he doesn't want to get it. And here's more irony. He tells me he's got dogs, and he doesn't believe in ever putting them on a leash. And he says, you know why? Here's why. Would you want to be on a leash? I already know the answer, but just for the heck of it, I ask him, do you bring your dogs out? He says, no, of course not. I can't bring them anywhere. I can't control them. They might knock down a kid or an old woman. Of course, he doesn't hear what he's saying. I said, look, my dog is here with me. I take him lots of places. People don't even notice him. They're happy to see him. Kids can come up and pet him. And he's not locked up in the house all alone by himself. And the reason for this is because he knows the rules. Knowing the rules makes him calm and happy. He knows what I expect of him. And he always gets to come along because of that. Anyway, if you want to pet a strange dog, ask permission and then be mellow about it. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, many people can't seem to get a good night's sleep, and they already have stress, caffeine, or their spouse snores. But researchers at Mayo Clinic Center for Sleep Medicine are finding there's another surprising reason behind those tired eyes. Dogs and cats. I'm one of those people. More than half of the people coming to the famous Rochester, Minnesota Medical Center for Help Sleeping have reported sharing their bedrooms and often their beds with their pets. The physicians started to recommend they toss the pets out, but you know what? If you're an animal lover, that's not flying. Top veterinarians say there are some other options to keep your pets clean, keep them lean, and keep them on your sleep cycle. With help from your veterinarian, you'll soon be enjoying sleep instead of counting sheep. Getting pets on the same sleep cycle can actually be fun, says Dr. Gary Landsberg. He's a veterinary behaviorist, and he says when a pet sleeps all day, no surprise that the animal wants to play all night. Uh, exercise your pet, both physically and mentally. That'll help him settle down when you do. And when they nudge you in the night, well, if their medical, physical, and mental needs have been addressed, just ignore them. Otherwise, your pet's going to get the idea that you'll play with them whenever they want. I think that's the idea my pets have. Well, there's a female chimp that really likes porn. Turns out some chimpanzees are just as easily seduced by pornography as some humans. According to El Mundo Gina, a chimp that lives at the Seville Zoo in Spain, has become addicted to watching adult entertainment. Primologist Pablo Herreros explains that they installed a TV in Gina's enclosure to give her something to do at night. Well, they also gave her the remote so she could flip through the channels herself. And to their surprise, Gina's favorite late-night entertainment was porn. However, Herreros admits that many of the employees at the zoo probably would have landed on that channel as well. Who knew? There's an artist in Siberia who has built one smelly serpent sculpture, according to R.I.A. Novosta. Mikhail Bapopsov has created a sculpture out of cobra, uh, a cobra sculpture out of cow dung. The snake was created to mark the coming of the year of the snake, according to the Chinese calendar. It begins on February 10th. The snake is on display in the Siberian village of Yolba, where Baposov works as a building manager. He has 17 cows that he raised, and he harvested the material from that. He says he made the cobra so kids could play around and have some fun. Well, that's exactly what I would want my child playing on cow dung. He modestly adds that it's not a sculpture, but just a piece of work that he did. He's already planning for when the Chinese calendar flips to the year of the horse. He says he plans on building an equine statue in 2014, saying he's sure he can pull it off. I wonder if he'll use horse dung for that. Hey, I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news on 
AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Extremely dry, itchy skin needs intensive relief that lasts. So get Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. With two dedicated medicines, it targets the underlying causes of itch and irritation. Whether they be allergies, rashes, irritation, or just dry, chapped skin. And it has seven moisturizers to provide relief that lasts and lasts. Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. Intensive healing for lasting itch relief. Use as directed. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's juggling school and work. It's paying my dues on the job. And it's pulling all-nighters when I need to. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. Hi, this is Steve Garvey on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. Thank you. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Back from her vacation, thank God. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joy Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. Now, and not that Doc Halligan was was any kind of nightmare or anything like that, but I got to say, you and uh, Doc Halligan, Joey, there's something going on between you two. <laughs> it's hard to do a show when not you're... Not at all. Not at all. You could have put the tail on me, and, um, <laughs> you know, it would have it told all the, you know, told the tale of story. They would have, would have told the tale. The tale would have told the tale. Okay. Well, it seems like... Maybe it's like just it. Doc Halligan who's... Maybe it's one way. Maybe yeah. she's got a rabbit on the stove I, Well, right I can now. understand that. Ooh. I can definitely understand that, you know. <laughs> yeah, because you're so irresistible. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Say even you know. How did you get your animals? Are any of your animals foster animals? Not just you, Joey. Not you, just Alan. Not you, Doc Deb or Judy. But you listening. Perhaps you fostered an animal... For a couple of days, you were just going to, you know, hold on to it until they could find a, a suitable owner for it. And then all of a sudden, you found yourself in love with that animal. Do they call that a foster failure? That is a foster failure. <laughs> I'm a foster failure. Are you? Two. Which animal is foster? We have two. Oh, which one? Two. Buster, which was our second one. And the last one, we got Peanut. 
they both were Fosters, and um, and and you know, I mean, my wife talked me into it. Buster was very mutual. Peanut, there was no way. There's no way we're keeping a fourth one. There's no way. There's no way. Well, it's two years, okay? And he's <laughs> wow. still here. I have on the phone with us Vivica Stoneberry. She is the queen of fostering. Can I call you that? Would that be an appropriate title for you? Isn't that sweet? Thank you so much. I would love to be the queen of fostering. <laughs> well, you're trying to encourage everyone to foster, it seems like. I see all your documentation, your propaganda here, and it seems like you want more animals in my house. Oh, I do, I do, I do. And it's just, it's just I can't think of a better way to spend a day. I was just at an adoption event today after having delivered two of my fosters. Two little foster purrs went to a fabulous home. Mm. And last night I delivered a little foster pup to his forever home. And how many animals have you kept? How many do you yeah, have? Are you a foster failure? I have a few. I have, let's see, four dogs. Three are foster failures. <laughs> I have three cats. I'd say two of those are foster failures. <laughs> and I held husbands? on to one pup named Lucy Lou for two years until my mother was ready to adopt her. So that's a foster failure that moved on and is living large in San Diego now. <laughs> You got any men that are foster failures in the closet there? <laughs> no, I chose my husband. <laughs> that didn't just happen that way. Well, a lot of us have considered fostering an animal at one time or another, but yeah. we come up with these excuses uh -huh. why we can't do it, which oftentimes are not the actual real reasons. We're just coming up with these excuses. Yeah, like, my dog doesn't behave. I can't bring another dog in the or home. Or you have to be the perfect foster yeah. parent. Dispel That's some it. of these. And I love you bringing that up because... I just want, I want to point out to anyone who's listening, if you think your home, for example, is not the perfect home, like your yard is too small or not enough space, if you'd rather be in your home than be in a cell or a cage in a shelter, mm -hmm. then you have the perfect home. Ah. That's my definition. If you'd rather be in your home... That's a great definition. And another reason people say that they don't want to foster is they say, well, I could never give up the animal. Yeah. That's, that's my me. problem. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to tell you, that's not true if you're with a great group. Because with a great group, you as a foster parent, you get final say. And the reason I gave up little Rudolph last night is because I can't give five dogs the love that they need. Uh -huh. And I'm, I was delighted out of all the applications, he went to the family that I thought was the best for him, that he was the best for. And those two little foster kittens that I dropped off this morning, I had them for four months Wow! until I met... The most wonderful family at an adoption event last weekend, and I, and I was delighted to leave them there. Mm, that's you, do you follow up with these families over the years? I do. I become friends. They don't always have me over for Thanksgiving, but you know, I may impose <laughs> if I don't have any invitations this year. Yeah, I have new friends. It's just a whole wonderful community of people who love animals and also love people. Because if you don't love people, what happens to all the animals? Mm -hmm. How long... Did it take you to get over the emotional attachment though, of being able to do that? You know that that's 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 the hardest part for me is just you know is getting over that emotional attachment. I mean, I know in your heart and all that you feel, you know, this is probably the best for the dog. Well, I tell you, when I follow my gut, and and I release an animal to the perfect home for for that animal, I really am releasing. When I don't follow my gut and my head is saying, well, they. There's, it's a good home, they have enough money, it's a good place. If it's all the intellectual, then I still hold some of those in my head and heart because they're not in the right homes. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. What about uh, the excuse that I use, uh, I don't have time or money? Yeah, we work all day. 
if you'd still rather be in your home, and, <laughs> and you could hire someone. I've sometimes hired, for example, a dog walker to come by when I can't let the pup out. And say you can't, but you have a friend who could, then you can team up. I've done a number of co-fostering. Oh, really? Where I couldn't take in the dog, for example, because of my pack, but oh, I wow. could be the promotional mom. And so I took that pup to adoption events, and I put him and her all over the Internet. And the mom that actually physically homed him wasn't able to do that. So that's a, a way of co-fostering. Now, do these dogs have a better chance of finding their forever homes as opposed to dogs that are just kept in the shelter and cages for months at a time? Absolutely, mm-hmm. because the fosters know their... We know our, our animals. And so today at the adoption event, when I was talking to people, if they, had a, if they needed a cat that was friendly with dogs, well, we knew which ones were. Mm-hmm. We take the guesswork out. We really... We're matchmakers. We mm-hmm. fosters are matchmakers. I gotta think that it's better to foster than to adopt because you can try several different animals and see which one works best in your household. That's, a, that's absolutely right. I have a foster mom right now. She's got two young children. They weren't really sure whether they could bring in an animal, a dog, if she had the time, the energy could fit it in. And so right now she is fostering a pup named Dash, and she's starting to take walks and get more exercise, and her little daughter is really enjoying Dash. So that may very well turn into a foster failure, but it would never have happened if she hadn't tried. Well, how's the best way to get involved with fostering? Okay, just go on the Internet. Um, Just type in, for example, I'm in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Type in rescue, or say it's boxer. I would pick a breed if you like a breed. Mm -hmm. Just look up shelters in your area and then call them. So you can either go through the phone book or go on the Internet or talk to friends who are involved in rescue. We are with Vivica Stoneberry, the uh, foster queen. That's the title I've given her. (laughs) Oh, thank you. And uh, we're running out of time, but before you go, I want to know more about this calendar that you've put together. Oh, thank you. And that's another great way to get involved is a book, a calendar activity book that I put together with all these experiences and options and activities. It's called Adopt Foster Volunteer. And if you go to AdoptFosterVolunteer.com, you can learn more about the calendar book. It's got secrets that just one person doing one thing from that book can save hundreds of lives over the course of a year and have a ball. So please come visit my website and get this calendar and get involved. Join the club. Beautiful. We'll also put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. Vivica, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. This has been just a delight. Have a wonderful day out there. You too. Have a wonderful weekend. Let's head back to the phones. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. Vinny Penn coming at you on Animal Radio with the Party Animal segment. Uh, Cracked open my daughter's piggy bank the other day, at her urging, of course. The economy has not gotten the best of me, although it's pretty damn close. Cracked it open because it was time for her to, she filled it all the way up over these years. She's six years old and she was ready to spend the loot in it. Got me to thinking, why a pig? Who's the person who came up with that years ago? Like, we're going to put store all this money. Let's store it in a pig. I don't really understand that. Why are we filling a... Does anybody know the legend behind why it's a piggy bank and why we're sticking the the coins in its back? Do you know what it was like that morning, having bacon and eggs with my daughter and explaining to her, uh, because she asked me, you you know, why a pig? She's the one who actually instigated this party. I'm sitting there munching on bacon, like, I wonder if she even knows. 
what we're eating right now. I guess there was once nickels and pennies rolling around inside of. I don't know why it's a pig. What else should it be? I don't think an animal. Why don't they just have little banks for children, little plastic banks that you put your money in, and it says bank. And, and there's blue ones for boys and pink ones for girls. Why an animal? Why a pig? Email me. I kind of really want to know. Vinny Pet, Party Animal on Animal Radio. Quick question. Um, my neighbor just uh, adopted a nine-year-old pug. Uh, mm-hmm. She's a little purebred. And she said something about pugs. She's, she's always had pugs and that they get some kind of a film over their eye that leads to blindness. But there's drops that you can put in and you can get drops from a vet. But I guess they're very expensive. And she wanted to know if there was anything over the counter she could put in the eyes. Well, I mean, the first thing is she's got to get the eyes looked at because there's mm-hmm. actually a, a whole handful of eye diseases pugs get that causes uh, kind of a darkening, a film that goes over the eye. Mm-hmm. They have big eyes that are prone to dry spots, um, so mm-hmm. that can happen. They have something called pigmentary keratitis, which is an inflammation-type problem which causes brown to deposit on the eye, and then they can have dry eyes. Mm-hmm. So she may be referring to the medicine for dry eye because that tends to be pretty expensive, mm-hmm. um, but it, you just got to get the right diagnosis. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know... I'd say in a pinch, um, I usually would try things like um, uh, the refreshed tears, um, kind of the tear supplements that in the contact um, aisle. You can use that and use that three times a day. Um, that would be a nice short-term fix until she can get into the vet. That, that's not harmful, the refresh for humans. Okay. Nope, nope. It's just kind of a uh, soothing, it has a nice viscous uh, coating effect on the eye. So it's, it just kind of keeps the eye moist. Um, but if there's inflammation and scarring on the eye, she's going to need something more in a you know medical treatment. Okay, but in the meantime, this won't harm. If there is anything mm-hmm. else going on, this won't harm nope. it. Nope. Okay. Good to know. Well, these are one of the pugs that you pets it? Yes, that I walk every day. And you busy little gal. I know. I got two <laughs> pugs, a Westie, a Pomeranian. Because you know damn Sean. straight animal radio doesn't pay you enough. No, no, I have to <laughs> supplement my income. Yeah. Now, Judy, do you have them all out on different leashes, like guiding you like in L.A. like they do? Well, you know, the most I take is three at a time. And, yeah, I, I guess I look pretty funny out there jumping over leashes behind my back and over my head and tangling <laughs> and trying to... To hold three dogs while you're picking up poop and yeah it's, it's pretty funny but that's my max i won't do any more than three you're listening to animal radio and we go to the phones we have yusef hey yusef what's going on oh uh, hello hi hal what's uh what's going on in your world well uh we just uh i just we just got a new uh little german shepherd oh, congrats um, he's, uh, we adopted him from the pound. It's a little difficult because he's chewing everything. We oh. named him, uh, we named him Titan, which <laughs> I thought was kind of a cool name for a little guy like that. He's, uh, almost two, but he's, uh, chewing on everything, uh, paper. He's chewed my cell phone. Mm. Uh, tried. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so. I'm sorry, it's I'm also sorry. a little buddy. bit clumsy when, uh, we have guests, uh, because he will, um, he will take articles of their clothing and oh. abscond with them oh. into the 
backyard and 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 chew them, have them chewed up, and then well, what, it's hard for us to explain what's going on. With isn't them. isn't that cute? Isn't it cute? Don't you just love it? No, you're, you're the dog is taking over your life, buddy. Yeah, I, well, yeah. we we love them and we're ready to give them our lives. And that's all right. Know, now, really okay, true. now if you wanna, if you really wanna love a dog and give him your life, you got to put this down on a pad. The, to, for a dog to be happy, love is like fourth on the list. The first thing he needs is structure, and structure is something you have to teach him. Put a short leash on him with a choker chain. You have to be prepared to follow him around every single time he puts something in his mouth. You don't want him to chew. You take that leash and you give him a correction and say a stern no. And then you put something in his mouth that he is allowed to chew. When you can't watch him, when you can't be there, you've got to put him in his crate. You've got to put him in his kennel. Uh, this way he can't get into trouble. And he's always happy to go in his kennel because dogs like small spaces. And they also like when you let him out, you're happy to see him. Jeff, you've got to be a strong, confident pack leader. No guilt involved. It's all business. Dogs don't communicate like people do. Dogs communicate like dogs. And you have to act like a dog, buddy. You have to communicate with your dog the way your dog understands communication. You have to be strong, confident, in charge. And you've got to give your dog stern corrections when he's doing something, when he's doing it, not after. Once you start doing that, you're going to notice a change in your dog's behavior. So give him a correction with the leash and stick something in his mouth that he's allowed to have, one of his toys. Yeah, and it's going to take a while. Okay, buddy, you got it, and it's going to take time. Be persistent and don't give up, and just be calm. Thank you very much. Thanks for You're your welcome. call today. Appreciate it. One eight six six. Yeah. You know what works too? Put a habanero in the crotch of the underwear that he steals. <laughs> they'll stop. But just, especially the women, make sure you take the habanero out before you put the underwear back on, because you know. I might try that tip with my husband. <laughs> Uh, your husband go. steals your underwear? You bet. one 866 them in the yard. 405-8405. Toll free to Dr. Debbie, a dog trainer, Alan Cable, dog father, Joey Volani, or animal communicator, Joey Turner, right now. Hey, Jack, what's going on? I understand you want to talk to Alan. Hey, I'm an over-the-road truck driver, and I'm trying to find a, a dog that matches both the ability to ride in the truck for a long time, but will also match my personality. Uh oh, we lose him? I think we lost him. I oh, shucks, think he man. wants a dog for the truck. You want to try to get him back, Judy? I think he wants a dog for the truck that'll match his personality. I, you know, I, I'm bummed because I didn't, I didn't get to ask him what he's hauling. I love to know what. The, you know, those guys. I don't know how they do it. I mean, just to stay awake and to, and to and to just drive as many hours as they do. It's just the hardest job there is. And I think about that all the time. No, no wonder he wants a dog. So should I should I answer his question or should we get him back? I think we have him back on the phone. Hey, Jack. Oh, okay. Sorry, we lost you there. Go ahead. I'm trying to find a dog that will match being able to stay in the truck for long periods of time and ride, and at the same time that will match my personality. I can be a type A personality, if that means anything, but I can also be very active and very fun out of the truck for sport activities and, and just pretty laid back and having fun. Well, see, you, you answered your own question, Jack. It all depends on how much exercise. Any dog, let me tell you, dogs are pack animals, so they, the idea of having your dog with you most of the time, if not all the time, is wonderful to a dog, the fact that he's going to get to be with you. So, you know, any dog will do. It just all depends on, you know, the level of activity. You know, like basset hounds and beagles, cocker spaniels, uh, English bulldogs, they're kind of lazy. Uh, older dogs, too, is a good choice if you don't want to uh, spend too much time exercising. But if you do... 
do any kind of shepherd and do you want the dog to protect your truck that's another question you could ask yourself so if you want a dog like that any kind of german shepherd mix you know a german shepherd mix with a dobe or a lab or an airedale or a husky uh blue healers are protective dogs are very smart unbelievably smart they're easy to train uh they're usually not big barkers so you just got to ask yourself what you want in a dog and then just go to work on finding the dog with a with the right personality and that might take you a little time i mean don't go by looks go by personality you know the dog that you see that is mellowed out and can stare at you for a long time has a long attention span but just about any dog is gonna is just gonna think it's wonderful to be with you in that truck my friend and and it's really cool that you want to get a dog i do i'm looking for something that's you know a riding companion probably 25 30 pounds I'll tell you what, man, a blue healer or a, um, any kind of blue healer mix would be an incredible choice because you will be amazed at how much fun they are to be around. They're very, very smart. Matter of fact, if you get a chance, go on YouTube or go on the internet and look up a dog named Skidboot. He's a blue healer. He's kind of old now, but he's got a fantastic <laughs> owner and, and that dog will amaze you. He's, he's a genius dog. Okay, can you spell that name for me? Skid boot. You know, like skid and boot. Those two oh, words. Okay. Skid. Okay. Hey, hey, what are you hauling, my friend? What are you usually hauling that truck? Uh, actually, I just got home for uh, three days off. But I was so, in Greenbrier, West Virginia, and I haul, haul about everything. Man, I, what you do is so difficult. Thanks for bringing us all our stuff, my friend. We love you. We love you guys every Sunday, man. We love you, you man. You know, without you, there's no Sunday dinner at Joey's house. There's no meatballs. There's no pasta. Well, there's nothing. Well, contraband. Take care, my friend. Thanks for uh, answering my question and taking time to have me on the radio with you. Okay, and if you get that dog, take a picture and send it to us. We always like to see the new additions to the Animal Radio family. Well, that's it for today, right? That's it. Okay, very good. Hey, thanks for joining us. Remember, you can reach us all week long at our phone numbers at one 405 Email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com. Tweet us at Animal Radio. Facebook us at Animal Radio. Or even download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. You can ask your questions right from the app or listen to the show. And don't forget... To check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend, available over at Kindle. And we link to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. Have yourself a most splendid weekend, will you? Thank you so much to all of you. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.